0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sure Look, Sure Listen, the podcast that takes a pop at culture. Sure Look, Sure Listen. Sure Look, Sure Listen. Sure Look, Sure Listen.
1: Sure Look, Sure Listen.
0: Sure Look, Sure Listen.
1: Sure Look, Sure Listen. Oh, very good, Ben. What a fabulous intro. But sure, look, we don't have time to talk about how good that intro was or how bad the IDF are, because we've got a load (laughs) of stuff to look at this week, including there's a new Garfield movie starring the only voice actor in the world. Ghostbusters are back, and this time they've got a frozen pizza. Avatar is back also, and this time it better not be shit. Also, there's a trailer for the new movie with... Which continues the trend of Millie Bobby Brown turning into Scarlett Johansson Damsel Plus The two of us You and I Have seen all of Loki Plus 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 The one of us Just me Has seen all of the marvels
0: Sure listen Michael If that wasn't enough Okay I'm going to have to stop here Michael Because that's a lot of That's a lot of a conceit There's clearly enough on our running order this week too much Too fucking much. Ladies and gentlemen, we found ourselves at the the breaking of the of the dike, ladies and gentlemen. The sag after strike has come to an end. And there's been a deluge of of promos and marketing and it's it's actually disgusting.
1: (laughs) It's it's just (laughs) content all the way down, Ben. It's content not stop content.
0: I've I've never been against our podcast so much as right now. I'm just like it's too much. I don't like being part of this greasy machine we call marketing and capitalism. Ugh. Speaking Disgusting of
1: greasy capitalism, Ben. The sag after us. <laughs> the old actors, Ben. Those poor old actors working down 9 to 5 in the old acting mines. They've finally been awarded equal pay or whatever
0: that's not what happened Michael um, the Zag after Strike ended last week Michael um, mid-afternoon uh, there were literally people on um, red carpets who heard during their red carpet that they were allowed to talk about the movie they were on the red carpet to promote yeah.
1: um, it like, was, get on there Brie <laughs> Larson talk about the marbles god <laughs> there's
0: like seriously all the actors have been lulled into a false sense of oh I don't have to do any spin that's nice and then oh no wait hang on Straight back into it. Um, Very interesting stuff, Michael. Very interesting stuff indeed. Uh, The AI uh, sticking point for the actors, they don't want their identities, their likeness used in perpetuity, has been somewhat hammered out. Uh, We don't have the full details yet, sadly, ladies and gentlemen. We will try and get them for you in the future. Um, We Mm. might get in touch with a friend of ours who is not on the podcast, but does follow our podcast, who always seems to have an insight
1: Scoop. We we must, we must ask him. I'll I'll give him a little tinkle bell. I'll give him a little tinkle and say, "What's going on? What's the deal? What's the deal with the
0: SAG after strike ending?" But uh, yeah, so Michael, apparently, every single marketer had blue balls, and what we got the second that ended was just a wave of corporate American spunk. We just got hit in the face with content after content after con- Stuff we didn't even hear rumours of, Michael, had full trailers waiting in the wings to slap us in the face. It Benjamin, was terrible. I have,
1: face, I have a face on me like a painter's radio. But instead <laughs> of jism, it's content.
0: <laughs> it's content. Michael, it was fucking awful.
1: <laughs> anyway, look, Ben. Yeah. One of the most depressing and awful releases is the new movie, Garfield. The Garfield movie.
0: Uh, Michael, I couldn't understand why you put this on the running order. Cause I just the love
1: fr- fat ginger cat spit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you do have... I, I, the, in fairness, he's a fairly svelte ginger cat. He's not fat. Very svelte, yeah. Yeah, he's, not yeah, fat he's very all. svelte. Watch, he's not fat at all. watch your
1: mouth. I, I, don't,
0: I didn't even say it, Michael. Very svelte. I didn't even say it. He's a very svelte ginger cat, Edward. He's a very handsome fella. He's a very handsome fella. Cut of his father, they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say. Yeah, yeah. Very assume. handsome yeah. ginger fella. Definitely svelte. Um, yeah. yeah. So, come here to me. Come here to what me. What is it? I thought that it was originally your great love of ginger cats that perhaps drove you to put this on our running order. Because, Michael, as far as wheelhouses go, this is a bit of a square for us.
1: It's also been, don't forget, I also love lasagna. You are mad for lasagna. It's true. Mad for lasagna. I even say lasagna, Ben. I don't even pronounce it the way you normal people do. I say lasagna.
0: Yeah, no, it's really awkward when we go out to eat. You, <laughs> you literally <laughs> speak <laughs> with a Dublin accent <laughs> for the entire thing until yeah. you lock eyes with whoever the waiter of the evening is and you say, I want the lasagna.
1: <laughs> and we all kind of go, all right. I say to him, Ben, it? this is what I say to him, Ben. I say to him, this is what I say to him. I say, come here, come here. Would you give us two portions (laughs) of lasagna?
0: And it always ends (laughs) with... No problemo. (laughs) They know instantly, Michael, that you are an Italian man. Anyway, Michael, I couldn't understand why this was on the running order. Because the first two minutes of this trailer is the greatest fucking schlock I've ever seen. And then a voice escaped from the cat, Michael. And I thought it was going to be Bill Murray. (laughs) Because I've been conditioned to think that live-action cats are... Bill Murray, that's that's what I was hoping for. Always and instead way. I got a, a reedy, nasally, middle-of-the-road, boring-as-shite American accent.
1: Yeah, yeah. Guess who it was? It was the, the
0: only man, apparently, who's allowed to work in voice acting anymore. Chris Pratt.
1: Oh, Crispy Rat himself, Benjamin. This is a corporate dystopian hellscape where every popular character is just voiced by Crispy Rat for some reason. Michael, what the fuck are they thinking? Like, what is this? (laughs) It's fucking gas. Ben, here's the thing, right? Do you remember when Crispy Rat played Super Mario? Yeah. Remember when it was just Chris Pratt, but but saying Super Mario's words? Yeah. 1.3 billion dollars. And I made a lot of money, but I don't think it's Crispy Rat. It is, Ben. People it, only want to hear from Crispy Rat. Oh, I'd say it isn't so, Michael. That's what it is. He's going to be the only voice actor. He's going to do all the men, he's going to do all the women, he's going to do all the robots. It's just going to be Crispy Rat from top to bottom.
0: Ah, Bizarre, Michael. It's so strange for him to be. No other people were announced apart from Samuel L. Jackson who's playing his father, to which I say, hmm, hmm,
1: what a weird pairing. Samuel L. Jackson's in it. Samuel L. Jackson is
0: in it as Garfield's dad. Because if there's one thing I've asked myself over the years, Michael, of watching a fat ginger cat eat lasagna, Mm. or as you'd say, lasagna.
1: I'd say lasagna.
0: Yeah, you'd say it just like that. Is I wonder what his dad was like. I wonder where Garfield's dad is.
1: What we've always wanted to see was Garfield's origin story, but with the voice of generic man Chris Rat. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that's what we were, that's what we were involved in, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's just real... Great stuff. Anyway, Ben, we don't have time to get too worried about that, because the world is going to be frozen over by big spooky ghosts. Ah, uh, Michael, what the fuck is going on in Frozen Empire? Well Benjamin Ghosts are back Yeah but these are cold ghosts I think oh. I think that's the gist of this It's cold ghosts Spooky scary
0: ghostingtons Sending shivers up your spine And through your veins According to Dan Aykroyd
1: According to Dan Aykroyd Ben They've got Dan Aykroyd back They've got Ernie Hudson back They've got um, Bill Murray back Bill
0: Murray Um,
1: They yeah, don't they, They've they, got Paul Go on
0: No they just they, they just they don't have the other guy Because he died
1: he died, yeah. That's yeah, not, it's very sad. That's not funny,
0: man. I didn't say it was funny. I just said he died. It's very sad. Very sad. Yeah. That's it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we're going to take a sombre <laughs> break uh, from the podcast. Anyway, <laughs> come here to break. me. This is Paul Rudd again. Paul what? Rudd's back in the cinema.
1: Finn Wolfhart is back in the cinema.
0: He oh man, not to not to cast aspersions. He aged weird. <laughs> he 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 lost yeah, he's that. Always a weird looking. He he lost that that early Stranger Things kind of, you know child actor like oh this is cute and now it's just like hmm hmm.
1: Anyway Ben, the Ghostbusters are back and it's bloody Paul Rudd. It's bloody Flynn Wolfhart. It's bloody Nora from the Leftovers. I think that was her name. And it's the the girl.
0: The, the Oh, yeah, the one who looks exactly like Egon in a very yeah, strange... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, the main thing that people seem to be saying about this that provides some sort of excitement is apparently... Now, here's a big apparently for you, Ben. Apparently, they're going for the vibe of the animated series from the 1980s and 90s.
0: Well, now, that is a bit of a win, Michael, because the the animated series from the late 1980s and early 90s was genuinely creepy and unnerving. There were, there were some weird things happening in the animated series and it gave rise to a whole bunch of creepy and weird cartoons including the Men in Black animated spin-off. Do
1: you remember that? I do indeed, Benjamin. The, the, the original Ghostbusters cartoon is actually quite good and quite effective and it does have some very good horror episodes. It does. Genuinely. It, it unnerved me as a child. Yeah, yeah, some real shit ones as well, obviously.
0: Yeah, but that's pretty standard when you make a TV show with the express intention of selling toys.
1: Selling toys is very important. Anyway, look, probably go and see it, but not super exciting. Uh, Yeah, I mean, look, I'm surprised it
0: exists. I didn't think that the last Ghostbusters sequel, which was a sequel to the sequel starring all the women... um, No, it
1: wasn't a sequel to that, Ben.
0: No, it wasn't, but it was a successor in some senses, Michael, without narrative ties because nobody liked that one Michael do you remember nobody
1: liked that one Ben that one never happened I don't know what you're talking about there was no there was no one with all the women not because they were women it's because it was shit yeah but it was shit because they were women wasn't it
0: ah fuck off right Um. isn't that what it was that's not what it was, Michael. You That's what you're getting was. at, isn't it? Look at you. you um, but, ladies and gentlemen, you can't see it, but Michael has grown a cartoonishly large moustache that droops over the side of his face, specifically for that joke, and he's twiddling it like some kind of dick dastardly. Oh, he's having a great time. Look, if you look at the background, he's captured some blonde woman in black and white, and he's tied her to the Lewis tracks outside his home. <laughs> it's shocking. <laughs>
1: the bloody 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 lewis delays for once wouldn't it ben
0: <laughs> <laughs> i fucking tell you public transport my hole
1: get out of here right. get out of here anyway ben yeah. speaking of rubbish with too many women in it do you remember oh god m night Shyamalan's uh avatar the last airbender
0: that didn't have many women in it michael i think that was one of the problems
1: <laughs> i think it had nicola pelts in it i don't know who that is that's just a name to me michael it's uh, Brooklyn Beckham's wife.
0: Ah, that means nothing to me. Ah, Vienna. Uh, but come here to me. We got a live action trailer. Finally, finally for the wonderful world of uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, uh, which is getting a bloody. Did I say that
1: correctly? Avatar: The Last no. Airbender. No, you no, didn't. I didn't. What did I the say? Airbender. 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 Avatar: the Avatar: The Last Airbender. You said there. It was a bit more and <laughs> A bit pirate. Bit pirate, Yar <laughs> Be you an Arbender <laughs> I am Avatar The last Arbender
0: We really just do this podcast For ourselves at this point Mick it's, Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> And the And the more than half a million uh, Social media impressions Randomers <laughs> Yeah Weird
0: Very strange Oh we
1: live in a strange
0: world Michael Come here to me Come here to me What is it? This is exciting for a lot of people who grew up with the animated series of Avatar The Last Airbender. And M. Night Shyamalan got his hands on it at one point, Michael. And to say that he butchered a beloved bloody um, franchise is is an absolute understatement. My dog has just entered the room saying
1: hello. People didn't love it, Ben.
0: They hated it, Michael. They hated it.
1: They thought it wasn't great
0: They thought it was shit Michael because Because Go on It wasn't
1: It wasn't great Is that what it was? That it was a very bad film Yeah
0: Yeah it was a very bad film That'll often get people against it Um, I think I've seen
1: it But I don't remember anything about it
0: I've also seen it I think I saw it on a plane once Michael And just blocked it out immediately
1: Here here, come here though Here listen to me Come here What? This one seems to have For first of all Cast people of the right. Now I know this is something that you fully believe in, but cast people of an appropriate race.
0: No, you fucker! How dare you?
1: That's what you're always saying, isn't it?
0: No, I always say white makes right, Michael. That's what I'm saying.
1: (laughs) That is what you say.
0: That is what I say. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's all right, it's all white. Um. Or, if it's alt-right, it's all white. Um, It depends on which way you look at it. Right, that's us cancelled for the afternoon. Um, That's it from us, ladies and gentlemen. If you'd like to find me, I've left all of my social media channels open, so you can go and bully me there whenever you're ready.
1: No, Benjamin. You've gone to the well on that joke too many times today. That's the second time you've done that joke today. I'm not having it anymore. New jokes. New jokes, Colopy. You listen here, right? We've been doing this this for fucking... 700 episodes at this point Michael. I can't do it anymore You have to do it Ben (laughs) The social media impressions Benjamin, you have to do it Right Right,
0: Because we're slowly unspooling live on air Ladies and gentlemen,
1: (laughs) this looks to be Very good (laughs) Does it? I can't tell, I think it looks about the same As the movie What makes this better than the movie?
0: Um, I think a more faithful interpretation of the characters, not only in terms of ethnicity, Michael, but also in terms of actual physical resemblance to those characters. There's a few classic people thrown in there, Michael. Some solid actors that we all know. Your man from Kim's Convenience is playing fan favourite Uncle Iroh.
1: Oh, Paul Sung-Hyung Lee.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, doing Mr. Kim. Yeah. Who's doing great oh, for himself. Good. He's done so well from his that Canadian is. comedy um, Simu Liu must be spitting in fury because he tried to spin off on his own and he did terrible Marvel movies that nobody really likes and now he has little meltdowns on social media all the time but not not mm. the fella that's going to be doing this he's going to have a great time Paul Sun Hyung Lee he's, got, he's Uncle yes. Iroh fan favourite character Uncle Iroh um, Daniel Day Kim is in there as well as Fire Lord Ozai so that's cool
1: the reason you yeah, watched the first three seasons of lost cuz he's a prick
0: um Fire Lord ozai not uh, daniel day da da kim, kim. Hmm. daniel day kim is lovely um, that's what we've been probably. told that's what we've been told but anyway there's a few faithful things there the cgi looks like it's made something of an effort michael uh which is which is always nice to see In this modern age of AI and technology, there's been an effort made with the CGI. I don't know how it's going to go, Michael. I think you're going to lose a lot of the joy of the animation. The animation is a lovely cartoon. It's a real gentle watch to stick on. And uh, it's just just a good time.
1: Having said that, Benjamin, Netflix did a very good job on um, Bendy Arm Man. What was that called? One Piece. One Piece, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. One yeah. Piece got great reviews. One Piece was seen as the saviour of live-action adaptations of beloved animes. And I know, obviously, that this isn't really an anime because it's American. It's, it, tr-
0: yes, well, it's, yeah, exactly. It, it, very interestingly, it's still anime, Michael. We had a great comment on, I think it was TikTok, uh, from one of our followers on TikTok, who pointed out to me, because l- last week... Or the week before, I had made a slight error, Michael, in saying that you know, oh, anime, <laughs> anime was a particular style, and he looked at it more as a genre of uh, a vehicle, Michael, for various genres. It's it's more of a tool than a, a genre in itself, and I think that's a good way of looking at it because Avatar: The Last Airbender is an American. <laughs> Avatar: The Last Airbender is. Arbender. I can't say
1: it. I'm like, the last I'm
0: like Benedict Cumberbatch in Penguins um, <laughs> I just can't say it But come here to me It was an American anime They used kind of a traditional Asian style of animation To bring that story forward And it was set in a, I suppose an Asian inspired universe, Michael
1: mm. um, What was the name of it again, sorry, one last time?
0: Avatar The Last Arbender
1: <laughs> Very good <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Benjamin, it's a tight eight And they're all coming out in February
0: uh, yeah, they're all coming out in... We love a tight date here at the podcast, Michael. Um, and it's coming out in February. Speaking of things that are coming out next year, Michael. Yes? Damsel is a thing that's happening.
1: Yeah, it is, isn't it? That's about yeah. the most you can say about it.
0: That's about the most you can say about it. Now, Michael, we have seen this film come out a few thousand times. Uh, Damsel starring Millie Bobby Brown um it's due to come out i will say michael that this grabbed me quite a bit i thought this was an interesting looking trailer number one and um, yes. because it didn't do the echoey 1980s slow slow mo theme tune it yeah, just did something yeah they forgot i don't know what they yeah. did there but um yeah so they've brought this out and We've seen this a few, as I said, a few thousand times, Michael. We got the Snow White interpretations from that lovely young one from the Twilight series whose name escapes Kristen me. Stewart. Thank you very much. She did those. Um, we got a few more of these. Maleficent had the same sort of style. It's kind of a postmodern take on the princess.
1: Yeah. But she don't uh, need no tales. man, Benjamin, because she's actually going to become the sword-wielding hero.
0: Because she will become a man. She will forsake her femininity <laughs> to become the man. Yes. What a healthy oh. thing to teach people. Um, yeah, maybe,
1: but... oh, he's gone. Ben's just gone, ladies and gentlemen. I think he has been kicked out of the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> The, the feminist sketchup end. What happened It yeah,
0: Just immediately, out of nowhere, got me. Um, but come here to me, Michael. Uh, what? Th- this is uh, an interesting looking thing, isn't it? No. Oh, all right. Now, I don't think it is at all.
1: I don't think it is at all. I think, first of all, the, the trailer without really... It doesn't say, once there was a woman who was sacrificed to a dragon by her evil stepmother, Robin Wright. But it might as well have.
0: Uh, you've you've actually pretty much hit the nail on the head there, Michael. Um, the, the premise, as it's given to us from the marketing department at Netflix, is a dutiful damsel agrees to marry a handsome prince, only to discover it was all a trap. Um, oh, you knew it. The royal family recruited her as a sacrifice to repay an ancient debt. Um, mm. She is then thrown into a cave with a fire breathing dragon, uh, having to solely rely on her wits and will to survive. So there
1: you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I bet you she starts off as a normal princess and she's in a dress and it gradually gets torn and ripped away as she becomes tougher and more badass. That's
0: exactly what happens, Michael. Um, and that's she exactly either what beats happens.
1: it up or befriends it. Yeah. It's got a big cast, mind you. Who's in it? Millie Bobby, of, M- Millicent Robert Brown.
0: Yes, Millicent Robert Brown. Angela Bassett. Oh, yeah. Yes. How's she doing? Robin W. Wright. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, and Ray Winston, misogyny himself, Ray Winston.
1: (laughs) Is he playing either misogyny or the dragon?
0: He's playing the king. He'll probably double and do the voice for the dragon as well, hopefully.
1: Yeah, yeah, and just the the concept of misogyny.
0: Do you think the dragon will turn out to be a nice creature that they've trapped down there in a big misunderstanding?
1: No, I think the dragon will be toxic masculinity. Oh, very good. Very good. Cool. I think it'll be either just an embodiment of it or a, a metaphor, as it were. In fairness,
0: Michael, we should all be working on our toxic masculinity. In fairness.
1: Should we? I don't believe in it, Ben, as a concept.
0: Of course you don't.
1: Of course you yeah, don't. No. Yeah, no. F- I why don't
0: would you believe
1: What what why would I? Did you say? <laughs>
0: why would you? Why would you? Yeah, why would I? Why no, that's what I mean. I, mean, I didn't I, th- I didn't, it, I didn't, don't I didn't think stutter. Um, yeah, 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 so this got this got released in the wave of Netflix geeked. Um Clether that we got. Netflix had their geeked weekend, which is essentially their own little Disney Plus summit. What was that called again? Netflix swoosh? Oh no, it's Geeked. No, it's called Geeked. But I can't remember what it's called on Disney.
1: Disney Disney Fan Expo or something.
0: Welcome, Yeah, that's it. Good man. Um, So they had this this weekend. We got loads of announcements. Bloody Umbrella Academy Season 4 has been announced. Final season. Uh, To no one's shock. And then, yeah, a few different things announced as we went along. But this was one of them. It seemed to be in our wheelhouse. I'll probably give it a watch, Michael, because I like... Mythological, folkloric, fairy tale reinterpretations. I don't think it'll trod on any new ground. As I said, we've had this before in the likes of Maleficent and Bloody Snow White and the Huntsman.
1: Mm. Very um, good, Benjamin. Speaking, yeah. Benjamin. Yes, of mythological related retreadings of the world. We've both seen all of Loki, Michael. We've actually finished a
0: Disney Plus series. And <laughs>
1: yeah. now I've seen every Disney Plus series, Ben.
0: I know, but you didn't enjoy it, Michael. How'd you feel about this one? This was good, wasn't it? What a nice surprise. So fucking good, man. <laughs> um Loki season two is for me the best Marvel TV show now. It has surpassed, I think, any of the others we've seen. Um for me. Not including Daredevil season one, maybe. That that really holds a special place in my my little heart
1: yeah well Jessica Jones season one but if we're only counting if we're only counting Disney yes Yes. it is easily the best series of a show that Disney have done and not only that it also in its joyful wrapping up of the whole thing not only improves on Loki season one It's not only better than Loki Season 1, but its very existence also makes Loki Season 1 better. Yep, it's insane. They've done
0: such a good job.
1: Such a fantastic series and such a great wrap-up that it even redeems my personal hatred, Ben, of stories which take place using mostly time travel and take place outside of the timeline. It even even sorts that out.
0: Yeah, there are real life consequences, real life stakes, interesting character development. They've, they've, you know, when you buy a suit, Michael, and you buy a cheap suit, and I'm always buying no. cheap suits, Michael. I love. You're no. a man of taste and class, Michael. You've got cigars yes. and cognac on tap. Um, no, I don't smoke. It's very alarming when you pull that tap and cigars flow out like water. I don't know how <laughs> you <laughs> afford upsetting. it. Very um, Liquid <laughs> cigars, you know you know when you buy those cheap suits and they have little threads hanging out of them in different places, Michael? No. They've trimmed all the threads in season two. They got rid of some of the awkward stuff that nobody wanted to touch, like a snog between two variants that shouldn't maybe have snogged.
1: Oh, that was the sexiest bit, though, Ben.
0: Yeah, but a lot of us were like, oh, I don't know. I don't know who
1: hasn't want to kiss a female version of themselves.
0: Oh, I'm not saying that, Michael. I had no issue with it. If anything, that yeah, yeah. would really complete a lifelong dream for me. But <laughs> I'm just saying, as a yes. general rule, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things, you know. Um, but this was phenomenal, Michael. We we'll, we can do spoilers because we've we've gotten through the full season now, I suppose.
1: But you're right; this improved on everything. Improves on everything. So Ben, okay, we we let's ju- let's just stick it out there. We're going straight into spoilers. Yep. So to my mind, this season has ups and downs. Go on. For example, I know you loved the Victor Timely stuff, but I found that diversion to go and get Victor Timely and chase him around an old timey theme park. I found that a bit boring. Sure. I. I, I th-
0: I think having watched the whole season it's definitely the low point.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of a fetch quest in the middle yeah. where it's like, "Hmm, this could have been 10 minutes." Yep. Um but but and then the the second to last episode where he time jumps through time and dimensions and re-meets all of his friends. Some of that is a bit more potential than payoff. Sure. So, for example, finding out that Mobius used to be a jet ski salesman called Don. Cool, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess that's I- cool.
0: One of my favorite things in reaction to that, was, Michael, was there were about six or seven articles that came out directly in the wake of that. were like, oh, now Mobius' jet ski obsession takes on a much more sinister angle now that it's been revealed. And I was like, no, it doesn't. There's,
1: there's no, no, that's the whole point. We knew the, that. That was the whole point the whole time.
0: And they kept trying to spin it into something. that I was like, no, the, the whole point is that it was a red herring. And we thought that Mobius had some deep, dark affinity for the. No, he's just a jet ski salesman.
1: Just a jet ski. He loves jet skis. And then, I mean, the whole thing of going back and getting B Hunter B-15 and she turned out to be a doctor in New York in 2012. Why do you pick New York in 2012? What happened in New York in 2012? Yeah, why
0: wouldn't you show us the Avengers? Why wouldn't yeah. you have something to do with that? Even as a shaking room
1: as yeah. the invasion or, starts. <laughs> Yeah, or just have her be anywhere else in the entire history of time and space. Like, one of my favourite ones was
0: um, the character whose name I cannot remember uh, in San, on bloody um, prison Alcatraz. on San, San Francisco. Frank. Alcatraz. Yeah, Frank. Great. What a great Fabulous. weird twist for him. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, that was good stuff. I... Yeah, such an interesting series, Michael, in terms of elevating what came before. So I I think one of the major differences, Michael, um, uh, I'm going to say this in as gentle a way as I can. Season one was directed in its entirety by Kate Heron. Okay. Uh, Kate Heron had nothing to do with season two. Okay. I think that's notable in the fact that and you can tell me I'm wrong here, but Sylvie is seriously underutilized in Season 2.
1: I wouldn't say underutilized. She's sidelined. She's yes, yeah, she's
0: sidelined. Um, and I don't know if that makes it better or worse. I'm quite interested in that because I really liked Sylvie in Season 1. Um, but she is... She's just there to challenge Loki on his perception of things that's all she is she's just yeah, a mouthpiece yeah, yeah. for but in the end she's wrong that's the thing <laughs> I find most interesting There, there's a huge switch in perspective between because in season 1 Sylvie is all about freedom, freedom no matter yeah. the cost and then to hell with what happens to hell with the consequences because free will is the most important thing she has a very Lucifer-esque role in season one in this she tries to bring that back and in the end in the final two episodes it's just like no you were wrong you were so wrong
1: (laughs) i think one of the main strengths of this season and something that it remembers to do was it makes the compelling and popular character loki the main character
0: yeah because it didn't it wasn't that in season one
1: no it was look at mobius and sylvie aren't they both gas Aren't our original fan fiction characters better than the character you tuned in to see? And
0: then they were demagicked. They were ungodded. Mm. And people were like, oh, okay. I mean, he's still fun because it's Tom Hiddleston and the man basically sweats charisma. But, you know, uh, or, you know. Yeah, yeah, they have a cream for that, but he wouldn't need it because he's got a multi-million dollar career. But come here to me they do just remember that the show is called Loki and they yes. they never make a fool of him in season two.
1: No. He gets to do his powers. He gets to maybe be a bit of a baddie and a bit of a goodie. He yeah. gets to have high points and low points. He gets to understand what's happening to him, seize control of his own agency and make an incredible decision that's simultaneously absolute fucking nonsense but also... The best thing that could have happened to this show. Perfect. Absolute, complete and utter horseshit. Oh, yeah. But fabulous. Fabulous. such a great decision that they spend an episode introducing the whole concept of the power of stories over the power of science. So, basically, you have a whole episode where Short Round from Indiana Jones is telling you, hey, guys, don't worry about things making sense and stuff. Because because sometimes the story's more important. Fiction is all about and, the why, guys. And then you go, okay, there's some horseshit coming, but they've earned it. Oh, it's
0: good horseshit, though. Mm. Oh, it's num, fabulous num,
1: num. horseshit. Some mm. of the best horseshit that's ever been committed to screen. And I
0: lapped it up, Michael. Um... I made a fan poster during the week of that exact quote from Kiwi Kwan.
1: Oh, that's the first time you've ever that, even attempted yeah, his name, and I think you got um, it right. I
0: think I got it right. Um, I made a fan poster that that hit me like a a brick wall, Michael. And I was like, "That is a that is a penultimate episode and a half." And then I got to the finale, Michael. Jesus Christ! It took my breath away.
1: <laughs> Absolutely fabulous stuff. So Benjamin, yeah, th- there's precedent for this happening in the comic. There is. Yes. Tell us what happens.
0: So uh, in the Marvel Comics, Michael, there is yes. a character known as the God of Stories. Mm. Um, and the, uh, the God of Stories is, well, it, at, in different points, it's Loki. Loki becomes uh, the God of Stories. And it's an entity in the beginning and Loki kind of has to take his place um, but it, he is essentially the unifying principle of the universe, especially in the comics. Mm. Um, and he was introduced uh, quite recently. G- he's a very recent addition. He's a very recent addition. Um, he was created by Lee Garbutt. and that was in. It's not going to give me the year.
1: No, what are you Sorry. doing? Are you looking up Wikipedia about it? Doesn't matter. No, but anyway, the God of Stories
0: is something that Loki becomes. He's a unifying force within the Marvel
1: Universe. And he becomes no longer the God of Lies, Ben. He's the God of Stories. But Benjamin, that whole scene where he ascends the staircase that he's making while grasping the various timelines and filling them full of Loki green magic. Yep. Everything got very Neil Gaiman. Everything got very metatextual.
0: Oh, So Neil Gaiman Michael This is Neil Gaiman's bread and butter Neil Gaiman is on his phone to a lawyer somewhere
1: He's going Bloody I was too busy making my masterclass Where you can learn from me Neil Gaiman How to make stories
0: I should have been bloody writing for Marvel And making a mint But
1: Benjamin he grabs all the bloody threads And he pulls them all together And there's no more sacred timeline And there's no more And he makes Idris Ben.
0: That's the best part Fucking great stuff. This is such a phenomenal tribute to Loki as a character because it's a very healthy evolution from the god of lies to a god of stories. Those are practically the same thing, except that we view lies as inherently negative and Mm -hmm. we view stories as inherently good. In Western culture, at least. I don't know. I can't speak to other cultures. But it's so interesting that he makes that transition. There is so much homage to... Paid to his heritage as a norse god in season two they have the little throwaway moment in the theme park where he looks at the the carving on the hall and then we get the score michael is something that blew me away i really had to pay attention to it in season two um it's a woman called nicola holt i think um I'll I'll try and find that and get that correct. She wrote the entire score for season two, and she runs these beautiful uh, Norse Viking instruments throughout it with synth and kind of stuff like that to make this amazing sci-fi soundtrack. Um, And you can hear it whenever it becomes emotional. She really amps up the, the Norse instruments to show that Loki is going through something. It's a phenomenal achievement. But anyway, lots of different iterations saying different things. And then it's a wonderful homage to his original goal as Loki in in, and you see it in the recap he says glorious purpose that's what he wants and he finally gets his glorious purpose but it's not in any way that he ever would have thought and then the fact that it's all Yggdrasil the the Norse tree of life is phenomenal
1: fucking absolutely great stuff and great episode leading up to it where he's going through time and like trying, spending centuries. I was watching him spending centuries learning astrophysics going, that'd change a person. Yeah, and it does. And it does. It doesn't do a Doctor Who bullshit where he spends millennia doing something and then he pops back out of the TARDIS and goes, well I've spent millennia doing that but I'm the same person exactly.
0: I've done it. I've done it now. I've got the answer. Yeah. L- Let's forget the- about that by the next episode. The subtle way... They give him a maturity change. There's no more posturing from Loki. There's no more drama from him. He's very direct all of a sudden. Because Loki is not traditionally a, a direct character. It's not a thing mm. that he does. One of my favorite things, I think, was when we got to see him sit down again with He Who Remains. And the two of yes, them good. are now approaching equal status. Because Loki is doing this again and again. And it's heavily implied, heavily implied, that he who remains has been on a similar journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a, in a different faction. And then Loki makes the ultimate call. He breaks the system. And it does, my favourite bit about this, Michael, is it saves Marvel a fucking headache.
1: Absolutely. So this show now simultaneously didn't happen. But also gives them a an, a new origin story for the whole multiverse. Yep. And they don't have to write Loki in or out or acknowledge him or anything like that. He's there
0: all the time, everywhere.
1: Yeah, exactly. Fucking some of the best wrapping up of a story you could... Because I never really liked the concept of this show. Yeah. Of... Let's go back and get Loki when he was a baddie and just spin him out of that. And he was a variant. He was a, a loose thread. He's not our Loki. No, he's not the Loki that we grew to love. Yep. He was baddie Loki. Yep. And they spun him out and there was that scene in the first one where he watched the next five years of his life in a montage and it completely changed his personality. Yep. Poor shit. But this... Wraps this series up so spectacularly, both in terms of storytelling and just neatness of narrative. Now, Ben, from a, like, logic point of view, it's still complete horseshit. Oh, yeah, but,
0: like, you're going to have, MacGuffins be MacGuffin and baby. Like, there's, you're not yeah. going to, you're not going to get away, like, it's too grand a concept to not have horseshit in it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: You're going to have to smudge some of the lines. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just going to have to go that way. One of the things that I enjoyed the most about this is that they even sidelined the TVA because the TVA yeah. are now just Kang hunters. So when or if, if Jonathan Majors gets convicted, they yeah. can just be like, why did we never see Kang again? TVA got him. TVA got him. The TVA has turned into a Kang hunting authority. That's what they are. Mm. They've gone from the TVA to the KHA, which is far oh. too close to the KKK for my liking. But anyway, oh. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so- that's what they're doing now. They're hunting Kangs. Mm.
1: Yeah. Which so- can either be great motivation for Kang for future villain or a great way to get rid of them if Jonathan Majors turns out to be a big baddie.
0: Yeah absolutely Can we speak Just before we move on I know we're very tight on time But I have to speak About the visual Of Loki becoming God of stories Fucking magic
1: Incredible stuff Ben You see when he grew a helmet And it was made of the same Kind of Gold threaded m- Rock material As the uh, The fortress At the end of time
0: Yeah Amazing
1: Great When when all his clothes Disintegrated off All his Stupid office clothes That he's been wearing For two seasons And he becomes a god again. again. Yeah. He just becomes a proper
0: god again. Fan Dabby Dozy. I think that the greatest simultaneous victory and insult of this kind of end to the character, because Tom Hiddleston has come out and said that this is a great way for me to finish 14 years of my life. So Mm. I think Tom Hiddleston is done as Loki. And so he should be. And so he should be. He's ended on the best note he could have ended on. Uh, But he, contrasting him and his on-screen brother of Thor now, they're the most polar opposite things. Thor got mistreated and thrown away as a character by Marvel and Loki Mm -hmm. has emerged with this amazing end to his arc.
1: Yeah, fabulous. It really redeems season two. It, it was such a meaningful and impactful way to end the season. Speaking of which, Ben, I saw Marvels, and it's the opposite. <laughs> Very good. Tell me more. Anyway, Ben, I saw the Marvels there the other day. I think I might have been the only one. Yes. Did you not go with pals of the podcast? I did go with pals, Benjamin. What I'm saying is that it has become a, the biggest box office flop in Marvel history.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It has not
1: 40... 47 million domestically, which is what the arrogant Americans call US and Canada.
0: Right. So, yeah. Well, I haven't seen it, so I'm going to go out on a limb and say some of that is probably residual hatred from Captain Marvel. And the, I don't know. The inexplicable ire held by men towards Brie Larson. I.
1: No, I don't know, Benjamin. I, first of all, I don't think it's inexplicable because Brie Larson is a divisive character and okay. you don't get to be a divisive character and not have some people dislike you. That's fair. So it would be very easy to explain why a certain subdivision of men don't like Brie Larson. I am not one of those people and I quite like Brie Larson. Yeah, I quite that like is, her as well. <laughs> that's neither here nor there, Benjamin, because I don't think that's what's killed this. I think it's apathy that's killed this, not hatred. People who hate things still go and see it.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're but still a no fan. No one
1: is talking about this. That's the problem. Nobody yeah. cares about this. If everybody cared about it so much, like the the people who hated Bree Larson hated her when the first film was making 1.3 billion. Yeah. Yeah. But nobody cares about this. Possibly because one, it's not sandwiched between the two biggest films of all time. Yes. Two. The two biggest supporting cast or the three biggest supporting cast members are all from rubbish Marvel, Disney Plus shows that practically no one watched. Yeah, it doesn't nobody help. Nobody cares about Photon. Nobody cares about Miss Marvel. And even fewer people care about Nick Fury than did at the start of his rubbish show.
0: But this, this is the interesting thing, right? Photon, we've never seen Photon's powers properly on screen.
1: No, and we don't now either.
0: Oh, good. Great. Um... We've only seen Captain Marvel in one or two flashbacks as a deus ex machina kind of character. Yes. And they've
1: tanked
0: anything to do with
1: Nick Fury thanks to that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the good news is that the Nick Fury in this is a completely different character. What? this This is back to goofy, fun... Sarcastic Nick Fury. Like, this is chronologically set a couple of weeks after that whole thing, which changed his whole life and outlook. But he's back to sarcastic, goofy, um, running around chasing kittens Nick Fury in this. Look, Ben, I didn't hate this. I actually thought this was all right. Okay. It's very short. That's good. It's very very fast-paced.
0: That's also good for a superhero Um, film.
1: Yeah, I mean, the plot is rubbish but what happens do you want to do a little spoiler and, for me straight okay yeah there's a baddie yeah and I refuse to call her anything other than the baddie okay because who she is or what she does is completely irrelevant doesn't but matter there's a baddie Ben and she doesn't like Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel blew up her planet fair and she wants to make her planet better again by stealing the water or the atmosphere or the sun of other planets Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But because she hates Captain Marvel so much, she's going to do that by stealing the water or the atmosphere or the sun of planets that Captain Marvel loves. Oh, very good. Not just random planets.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's her entire character. There. She's played by um by uh, Tom Hiddleston's girlfriend. Tom Hiddleston's so girlfriend.
0: A- uh, yeah,
1: Zawe uh, Ashton.
0: Zawe. Yeah. You're right.
1: Um and. I don't know what the character was called. It doesn't matter. She's Ronan the Accuser, but she's an angry lady instead of an angry man.
0: Because they killed Ronan the Accuser too soon.
1: Too soon. Shouldn't have killed him. So, anyway. Plot is basic threadbare, but it's lively. The action sequences are good. The action sequences where the three of them are swapping powers and jipping around the place and hipping and boppin'. Some of them are quite good and quite exciting and quite funny. Okay. Iman Vellani is great I as, thought pe- as, as Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel people as Kamala Khan people liked her in Miss Marvel I didn't particularly okay um, like I, I got it I understood it but it wasn't for me But well, that's okay in this in this where she plays a teen fangirl thrust into an intergalactic adventure she is fabulous and a breath of fresh air oh good Good. The three women, Ben, in it, they are so supportive of each other. As they would be. Women are so supportive. There's an awful lot of the things you would never see in a male-led film, where something happens and then they all stop and talk about how they feel and give each other a big hug and tell each other that they can do it.
0: I saw a clip of this. It was spoiled yeah. <laughs> for me. But, Go on. Um, Full spoilers here, ladies and gentlemen. Valkyrie makes an appearance and does that exact does, scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are you oh, okay? Women are so supportive. Ben. You can still. Yeah. What was the line? You can still stand. You can. You can still stand tall, but not alone, or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do it. Women are so supportive. But here's the thing, <laughs> Benjamin. Yeah. I don't like. Be- As you know, I don't like being preached to by films. <laughs> you fucking whatever the message is. I fucking hate it. And this doesn't do it. Oh, that's good. It, it's absolutely jam-packed with women supporting each other to the point where it's borderline ridiculous at times. But it doesn't make a point of we're supporting each other because we're women and men wouldn't do this. It, it's a pro-women film without feeling like that's the point. Okay. And it's great for that. It's okay. just three female superheroes whose powers have nothing to do with each other, actually, who are accidentally doing a big team-up. And it's fun and it's joyful. It's fucking dumb as a brick, though, Ben. Because the whole point of having the other two there is to depower <laughs> Captain Marvel. Because Captain Marvel doesn't work. They've made her too strong. Yes. So if you want to have a plot where... Captain Marvel doesn't just come along and solve it. Just swap her out with a, a teenage girl every time she tries to use her powers.
0: Yeah, that'd be good. Because what is it? Yeah. Every time they use the powers they swap, is it? Exactly, yeah.
1: Every time they use their powers at the same time they swap. So oh, okay. use their powers, but but if if two of them use their powers at the same time they swap.
0: God that's convenient.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, Ben. And then it leads to some ridiculous situations like where they're fighting the baddie. And let's say the baddie is fighting them and Captain Marvel punches her a couple of times and she stumbles back a couple of feet and, like, these are two powerhouses slogging it out. And then Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, a normal teenage girl, sweeps the leg and she falls. Cobra Kai! Yeah, exactly, Ben. But, like, this is someone who's fighting Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel tanked a headbutt from Thanos. And if someone can prove a physical challenge to Captain Marvel, a teenage girl kicking her in the leg is not going to lock her down. That's going to kill that teenage girl. Yes. (laughs) So, Captain Marvel is so overpowered, they have to massively underpower her to make any of the fight or action scenes make sense but then kind of not really mention it
0: yeah let's not draw any attention to why this is happening
1: yeah like why exactly is a woman who can fly through a spaceship punching a baddie with the same effectiveness as a teenage girl
0: yeah surely your fist would just atomise them on exactly
1: Exactly. There is no situation that you can invent where Batman, no, sorry, where Superman and Ben Colopy are going to solve the threat by beating it up together. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. happen. There's plenty of situations where you could help Superman. You could do his social media for him. You could... Yeah, probably. Make him a little yeah, real. Yeah, you could do him a poster. Yeah, I could make him a poster. Um, do him a poster. You could sort out his podcast hosting. But there's not a situation where you and Superman are going to team up to physically fight someone.
0: I hope not, i be useless.
1: No. Or he'd be overkill.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. I'd just be stunned you know, crimson mist.
1: It's <laughs> either like one or the other, exactly. Yeah. Like, let's say you were fighting The Rock, Ben. Like... If you and yeah. I were fighting The Rock... Let's say you and I were fighting The Rock, Ben. Right? Right. <laughs> You'd probably be able to help me fight The Rock. Yes. Yes. Like, The Rock's the Rock's stronger than me, undoubtedly. But he's also 50. And I reckon I could probably take The Rock, Ben. But if you were there to help me fight The Rock, we could probably get him. But if you and Superman were to fight The Rock kind of makes it a bit trivial. Yeah, I'm not
0: necessary in that equation.
1: Well, or Superman's overkill, let's be honest, cuz he's he's just a 55-year-old <laughs> yeah, okay. actor. Yes. Anyway, fair. um yeah, yeah. It it's it's surprisingly good. It's 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 one cri- another criticism of it and I I'm not criticizing it too much cuz I actually I did actually enjoy it. But um a criticism of it is it's definitely been butchered in the edit there uh. are characters just appearing in places left right and centre like someone's in space and in the next scene they're at the front door of someone's house and it's like wow what's happened there has a day passed has a week passed like and there's plots that are definitely either completely gone or massively reduced and right. I don't know maybe those scenes were rubbish and they've made it better by making it shorter
0: as I said to you last week on this very podcast, Nia DaCosta has come out ahead of this film and said that she found the pro- producers of Marvel films very difficult to work with. Um, mm. She found the editing decisions that she was forced to make um, and the cuts she was uh, forced to make very difficult.
1: Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. It's, it's not a great film, but it's a fun film. It's not preachy. It's not annoying. I found m- the Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania hard to sit through. Yeah. it was a frustrating experience, and it, it was. It, I, I left the cinema kind of annoyed. Yeah. Um, but with this, I I'm I was fine. I I enjoyed it from start to finish. It's it has its problems. It's not a great all time classic. It's uh, better than a lot of the recent Marvel stuff, but having seen the day before. The massive, revelatory, impactful ending of Loki, and then yeah. this yeah. being trivial fluff. Yeah, even though it involves the most powerful character in the in the series, um, just being trivial nonsense that's resolved and it doesn't nothing really matters and nothing really changes. Yeah, um, very telling. Very telling. Yeah, that's interesting, Michael. I think we're out of time. <laughs> Well, we're not really because we had a big pause in the middle. So we even though we had a 2 minute out,
0: pause in the middle.
1: Do you want, all right we, will we just wrap it up then we do office stuff next week. <laughs> we do office stuff next week. We're just going to call okay. this
0: episode the Deluge, ladies and gentlemen, because we just Okay. We got so swamped with stuff. Unless you want to push through, but I don't think we can do our topic no, any no, justice.
1: <laughs> no, no, we've got yeah, we've got a good 25 minutes of office horror stuff to talk about. So we might as yeah. well save it for next week. <laughs>
0: we'll save it
1: for next week, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the
0: only topic we've never been able to complete this is the second it just, time it keeps,
1: we're <laughs> keeps getting pushed back
0: this is the second time we've had to push this topic absolutely incredible I don't think we've ever wrapped it up before <laughs> doing the main topic but here it is I'm I gonna don't have think to cha- we have I'm gonna have to change all the thumbs fuck okay <laughs> Yeah, ladies and gentlemen what did you think of the Loki season 2 finale what did you think of the Captain Marvel movie what are you looking forward to now that the SAG after strike is over tell us yeah. All in a few different places. You can find us on the interwebs at www.shaumrabeag.com S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com
1: It means tiny room in Irish.
0: It does indeed. You can also find us on our Acast website at com. Yeah. Do, you might as well. You might as well. There's loads of stuff up there. Not really, but there's some stuff up there. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, where we occasionally hit around 300,000 views per reel. It's <laughs> at your listen podcast. Very strange. Very
1: strange. Very popular on Instagram
0: we're not our reels are it's very interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> more to the point Michael you can also find us on TikTok where we also get around three hundred thousand views for no reason occasionally what's going on, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> that's actually luxury you listen uh, and uh, yeah but the best way to get in touch with us not really anymore because we've just surpassed that in numbers anywhere else yeah. but you can get hop up on the Discord get up on it and discuss stuff with us
1: hop up on it give us all the sneaky news and rumours
0: yeah tell us as much as you can ladies that is ladies just ladies today just ladies <laughs>
1: you've revealed a lot about yourself there ben.
0: ladies and gentlemen you can find us next week where we are talking about creepy capitalism trying for a third time no, and won't. probably failing no we
1: won't yeah we'll talk about something else, something I, can't else I can't believe this I can't believe this
0: <gasps> right goodbye Bye-bye. bye 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 bye
1: See see ya see ya, see ya. Ben, burdened with glorious purpose to actually do the topic next week.